two weeks ago, we started talking about your mindset in terms of what rules your thoughts, your hopes, and your actions. There are things you may be doing that will keep you stuck in your grief and stagnant in your life. These are thought prisons. The first one was living in the past versus learning from the past. The second one was the illusion of control. Today, I'll be sharing the last thought prison for now that might have ruled your life before grief, but is now keeping you from moving forward. We're talking about victimhood. Find out if you have an issue with blaming others for how you feel or what you act on. And if you do, find out why you are wasting precious energy and what to do about it. Hey friend, welcome to the Grief to Great Day podcast. Do you feel like you're going crazy? Is the shower the only place for you to really cry? Are you surrounded by people, but you still feel all alone? Do you want to be the you you were before your loved one died, but you have no idea how to get there? I'm Steph Cabanis, Southern by choice, wife, turtle triathlete, Jesus follower, and fellow traveler in the journey of grief. I too struggled to breathe, questioned God and my faith, and thought I would never be happy again. But God took my brokenness and he turned it into a breakthrough. So if you're ready to understand how to navigate grief, lean into your faith, and take just one step towards healing, then bring your ugly cry, get into a comfortable place, even if that's your bed right now, and let the healing begin. Girl, there's hope for your future. Come on in the house and join me on that couch. We are still warm here in Eastern NC, so we are going to stay inside. I'm Steph, and this is Grief to Great Day. Thank you for being here. I hope you always feel welcomed and heard through this podcast. Hello to everyone listening in Ecuador, our spotlight country. And in the U.S., Florida takes over as the state with the most downloads this week. Grief to Great Day is downloaded in over 80 countries now. This tells me that there is a need to talk about grief and that it is felt throughout the world. So please know that whatever country or state you're in, you're not alone as you walk through this thing called grief. I know there are new listeners each week, so if that's you, welcome to the podcast you never wanted to need. I'm glad you're here because it tells me you're taking steps towards your healing now, for you new listeners, if you hear me talk about Monica, her faith, or her death, and you need some background, just go to my website, grief2greatday.com, and click on the book tab. I wrote a book entitled Dying to be Healed about her faith journey through the last six months of her life because they were unreal, and her death changed me. She is the reason that you are listening to me today. In this podcast, we talk about understanding what you're going through, understanding grief, processing daily life, like how do you get through the day sometimes, and growing your faith even when you don't want to talk to God. So if you are just starting your journey, please know that life will change. It will not always hurt like this. It's so important for me to share that often now, that's not to say that you're going to stop missing your loved one because you never will. But what you will do is you will breathe, laugh, and live again. 
In the past couple episodes, we talked about two of the three things we women tend to do in general, but especially in grief. And these things can be so spirit crushing that it'll get you stuck and stagnant, stuck in grief and stagnant in life. Last week, I talked about the prison of control. The irony is that we try to control things in order to feel order for things to make more sense. However, it's only in letting go of control to God that things make more sense and freedom is experienced. In my generation and the one before me, you know, when bad things happen, it was a suck it up buttercup. The newer generation, it seems like everything is traumatic, even adulting. I think back in the day, we were expected to suck it up too much and that the new generation needs a little of that mentality to survive life with joy. The truth is, bad things happen to good people. There are questions that can never be answered on this side of heaven, and basically, life ain't fair. But the Bible never promised life would be easy. Actually, he promised that as a Christian, life may be harder. Do you believe that you choose your next step or your next thought? If your emotions are more based on others or circumstances, it's quite possible that you feel more like a victim than a victor. If you feel you can't move forward because of, and you can fill in your blank, for me, it was childhood or the death of a loved one, then it's the same idea. My disclaimer here is to remember that grief changes your brain. The brain fog, forgetfulness, all that's for real and it's physical. And some of the feelings of being a victim are totally natural in the beginning, so in the first couple of years. Now, after three to five years, if nothing has changed for you, it's time for you to get help through counseling or coaching. There is one thing we do have control over, and that is the one thing we do not acknowledge having control over. That's our reactions to circumstances. I grew up in a home where my mother's emotions ruled our daily lives. So whatever she was feeling day to day, actually hour to hour, is what we were feeling. Because if you weren't on board, life was much harder. I read a quote during those days from Albert Einstein that really confused me. It said, there are two ways to live your life. One is as though nothing is a miracle. The other is as though Everything is a miracle. You know, I didn't know how it was possible to choose one over the other because I never knew that I had a choice. When you look back at last week's episode on control and you think about the things you were trying to control, you might find it interesting that we, I'm preaching at myself here, exert much more energy trying to control people and things that we have no say over instead of putting half of that energy into working on ourselves and controlling what we can. I didn't learn a lot of this until I met Monica, and she pointed out that I allowed everyone to control me emotionally. It took years for me to get out of that victim mentality until she died. How many times have you said he or she made me mad, or they hurt me, they left me, See, people will disappoint you. They will hurt you. They will leave you. And some of the people you love most may die on you. 
My response when Monica died was anger. It's when I felt like a victim again, but at least this time I recognized it. I read a book. Okay. I listened to the audio book by a Holocaust survivor named Edith Eva Ager. She was in Auschwitz at 16 years of age. The title was The Choice. Now, before I read an incredible quote from the book, take a second to imagine what she lived through, what she saw, and what was done to her and her family. In my mind, she would have every right to be angry at people and at God for allowing it. She would have every right to not trust or try to live a happy life after what was done to her. She'd have every right to blame everybody for how bad her life was. So listen to some of what she says in the book and see if you, right now walking through the greatest loss of your life, can relate. She said, The worst prison is the one I built for myself. Although our lives have probably been very different, perhaps you know what I mean. Many of us experience feeling trapped in our minds Our thoughts and beliefs determine and often limit how we feel, what we do, and what we think is possible. Suffering, it's universal, but victimhood is optional. There is no way to escape being hurt or oppressed by other people or circumstances. The only guarantee is that no matter how kind we are or how hard we work, we're going to have pain. We're going to be affected by environmental and genetic factors over which we have little or no control, but we each get to choose whether or not we stay a victim. We don't get to choose what happens to us, but we do get to choose how we respond to our experience. Many of us stay in a prison of victimhood because subconsciously it feels safer. We ask why over and over believing that if we could just figure out the reason, the pain would lessen. Why did I get cancer? Why did I lose my job? Why did my partner have an affair? See, we search for answers for understanding as if there's a logical reason to explain why things happened the way they did. But when we ask why, we're stuck searching for someone or something to blame, including ourselves. Why did this happen to me? Well, Why not you? Again, that was Edith Eva Ager. That's something, isn't it? And as you guys know, I was the queen of questions, trying so hard to control something of what did not make any sense to me. So let's take what she said and make it more powerful and based on truth and not merely psychology or personality. Because we as Christians, we have the hope the confidence of what God has promised. J.I. Packer, in his book, Never Beyond Hope, differentiates between worldly and biblical hope. He says, optimism is a wish without warrant. Christian hope is a certainty guaranteed by God himself. Optimism reflects ignorance as to whether good things will ever actually come. Christian hope expresses knowledge that every day, of his life and every moment beyond it, the believer can say with truth on the basis of God's own commitment that the best is yet to come. So when people hurt your feelings intentionally or not, 
when they make you feel a certain way, when they have harmed you or your loved one, remember, you don't have to take on their junk. You're not a victim of others' attitudes or actions. Choose to let it go, or better yet, choose to give it to God instead of blaming. It may not feel like it right now, but if your hope, your certainty is founded in God, there will be joy again, and you will have purpose in the life you are rebuilding. Every day is important. Every day is a fork in the road because it's in the daily grind of life that momentum and transformation occur. So we've talked about living in the past versus learning from the past. And we talked about the illusion of control. And today we talked about choice, your choice to be a victim or victor. The word of the week, Psalm 144, 1 through 2. It's a Psalm of David and part of a prayer for rescue and prosperity. It says, Blessed be the Lord, my rock, who trains my hands for war, my fingers for battle, my faithfulness and my fortress, my stronghold and my savior, my shield and he in whom I take refuge, who subdues my people under me. Your journey works for this week or the work of your journey is to think about who in your life pushes your buttons (laughs) or gets on your last nerve. Who in your grief walk has made it harder for you? Who are you trying to avoid or ignore? And with any of these people, make the decision to stop giving them the power over your emotions and your life. Remember, this is not something you do in your own power. Allow God to take these people, the hardest parts of your day, the circumstances you find yourself in, and turn them into a future of restoration and joy. By listening to this podcast, it tells me you're doing the work of grief. And I know that's not easy. So if you're ready to take another step towards your healing, there are more resources on the website. So go to grieftograatday.com and check them out. Also, if you don't have a home church, visit my church, opendoorchurch.com. Links to everything you need are in the show notes. Until next time, remember who holds your future. Remember who fights your battles for you. And know that you are not alone. Thank you for being here today, for showing up. If this podcast has given you hope, encouragement, or helped you in any way, share it with a friend, either in a text or on your social platforms. Also, please subscribe, rate, and leave a written review on iTunes. It's a huge blessing for me to know that you're out there. Lastly, and this is important, you are not alone. Connect with me on the Grief to Great Day website, the link is below, and sign up for our free newsletters. I want to be able to pray for you by name. Remember, grief isn't something you're going to get over, but a great day is something you can get to.